0: Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global.
1: Survival Tech.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Survival Tech. How are you doing tonight, Matt? I am doing excellent. How about you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. If it was any better, I would have won the lottery day. Mm. Did you play though? That's the question. I, I no, that's why I would have been even more fantastic. If yeah, I gonna play. <laughs> if I only had that dollar, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so today, a quick little story. Okay. I had to be at work at six o'clock in the morning. Yep. No big deal. It's been in my schedule all week. I change every week. You know, I work six one week, got to go into seven the next, eight the next week, and then back to six. This is my six o'clock week. I'm sitting, you know, I'm laying in bed, and I'm dreaming I'm late to work. And then one of my co-workers calls me, and he's trying to talk to me when I'm getting ready. And, you know, I'm like, man, I'm late for work, you know. I, You know, I don't have time to talk to you. And then I wake up and look at the clock, and guess what? It's 10 after 6. It was 6.20. <laughs> mm. So I was late to work. So that's how my day started. But it's been good ever since. That's good. I just blamed it on a messed up work schedule. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if he bought it, but... The boss bought it, but that's what I blamed it on. There you go. But see, I stood up and watched The Grey last night. Yeah? And a survival movie... That was a survival movie, and I tell you what, it's worth watching. It's not quite what you expect. I, I wasn't expecting everything that happened, but it was it was a damn good movie, and I highly recommend it. I wanted to see that in the theaters and never got a chance to. So Liam Neeson, I mean, he's just a badass anyway. Yeah, he's coming out with some good movies. So, but this one was definitely. Definitely a good survival movie. Oh, cool. Well, well I take that back. Is it wilderness survival? Yes. Because I, I know it's, it's... It's Arctic wilderness survival. Okay. And I it, once you watch the whole thing, I don't know if it's a good survival movie or not, but it's good. So it's a good movie. It's, it's, yeah. You'll it's, understand. It's a good movie with survival elements.
1: You'll understand when you watch.
0: It. a good survival movie. You'll you'll understand when you watch it. <laughs> All right, cool. It's good. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. So what's been going on? Oh, not a whole lot. We uh actually, yeah, I'm just joking. Well, uh, we we're una- Yeah, we were good. unable to do an episode last week. Um, had some conflicting schedules. Uh, we had interviews scheduled. Um, with. Uh, Master Peter Brusso last week Um, We had to reschedule So uh, that's what's on tonight's episode Yes it is Yes it is Looking forward to it And I mean This is It's going to be quite an honor To to talk to him I mean this is This is one guy in our forum I mean all the members in our forum Everybody has something to offer And this just this just proves it right here. You know, this is a Gainer forum. You start finding out about his background and everything else, and uh, just wait till you hear the interview. Um, yeah, the interview is just going to be great. I mean, there's going to be stuff that we're going to learn. Um, there's going to be, you know, probably some some uh, you know light to it, and uh, I think somebody or most everybody can take something away from it.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. I've been I was um uh, upset that, you know, I was unable to to make
0: it last week, but uh I'm extremely excited that, you know, Peter was able to to reschedule and uh do it this week. So, uh I'm looking forward to to tonight's interview. So, without further ado then, um let's go ahead and get through the Intel report and all that other stuff. We usually go through, and uh, then we can get on to the interview. How does that sound, Corey? Sounds good. Let's get going. Okay. So let's go ahead and where you can reach us at. We'll do all that, and then we'll queue up the bumper, play the bumper, and get into into the Intel report. Um, You can reach us at our website is survivaltech.webs.com. Go and check us out. A member. what we say every week still applies, okay? Uh, <laughs> we're going to make it short and sweet, right? That's right. You know, two hours later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so don't forget to call us. Yep. Leave at, a voicemail at 206-426-4893. That number again is 206-426-4893, and that's the only time we're going to say that. Yeah, I yeah. promise we, we we're not gonna do it twenty times bad. like we did last week. Yeah, that got old. When you were listening to it, I apologize, but it was funny <laughs> at the time. Yeah, and I uh, hope you all got a laugh out it out of it. You know, while you're listening. And then uh, you can use our uh, contact us page, which we haven't plugged out for a while. No, we haven't, and uh, you can just uh, enter your name email address, and then your message, and it gets emailed right to us. Or or you can go ahead and uh, send us an email, survival.tech at yahoo.com. So is that pretty much it, Corey? That's pretty much it, but not everything. I want to hit real quick. So one more quick thing before we go to the full Intel report. When you're checking out our page and you're checking out survivaltech.webs.com, um, don't forget to jump over to our links page. And with that, queue up the bumper. What you are about to hear is confidential, The survival tech intel report. Alright, now on to the intel report, Corey. There's been a lot of things going on. since so it has been um, two weeks? Yeah, yeah, and you know, like we said, you know, we're still on target because. We said originally, you know, was it episode four when we got back into it, you know, and we, we really made the commitment. We said we we're going to do, you know, two to three episodes a month. We've been hitting it every week. So, you know, if something comes up, you know, we missed a week. You know, it it doesn't happen very often. So, um, well, I guess any because, what, we had three episodes last <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the when begin, the beginning of last year. Yeah. So see, so yeah, we haven't done too bad this year. So uh you know we're gonna you know we're gonna make it up to you guys and uh you know especially in this episode seventeen. I think this I... episode makes up for missing last. So I think it will. I think so too. I think so too. So with the Intel report uh one thing we always do is we like to welcome our new members and welcome new members No just kidding <laughs> So the uh, new members That we would like to welcome um, Are Prepper Politics Thank you for joining the site We got Nesmuk Thank you for joining the site And boy Nesmuk He's been um, Posting a whole bunch of stuff in the forums Hasn't he? Yeah it's great keep it coming yeah. uh, Rob G Appreciate you supporting the website uh, generically, thank you for supporting the website. Now, this is, this is a neat one, everybody. Um this is our second international member. Uh, hopefully I do not get it wrong, uh, with the pronunciation. But, uh, welcome to our website. Uh, I'm gonna go with Fest And, uh, they are from Germany. So thank you very much for joining the website. Uh thank you Dogstar for joining the website and uh I think the newest one today is Freight Mover. Thank you very much for joining the website. Thanks all for joining the website and uh you know we look forward to uh, everything that you have to offer. Like I said there's been there's been a lot of a lot of great posts out there. Um and a lot of the great post has been um, keyed up by our contest that we're running, which in fact is over right now so if you've got your twenty posts in, you're good to go if you don't have your twenty posts in and you're close, sorry, but we had the the twenty post cut off and um you know we'll we'll have a a new members contest uh, coming up here soon so um, you guys can get in on that one, um, and more to come later. But for our 20 member, or I'm sorry, 20 posts or more in our members, um, Corey and I see it's it's well it's <laughs> of course you know we're still thinking it's Friday night, but it is not Friday night. It is early Saturday morning now, um, middle Saturday afternoon. Corey and I will be uh, going out and recording the video and choosing. The winner, so look for that video and for the winner um, of this contest, we will be sending you an email so we can get your shirt size and um, so we can get your your free Survival Tech t-shirt out to you. Um, So expect that tomorrow, well today, (laughs) whenever you listen to it. And definitely check back onto the website and our YouTube channel. I forgot about the YouTube channel. Um, Corey, that's another way that you can get to us. Uh, You can search Survival Tech Podcast on YouTube, and uh, you can see all of our videos there. But the video will be up, and the winner will be up, um, after after we get everything assembled and put onto the website. Pretty cool, huh? That's pretty cool. Now, we've got some ideas You know, we did the crossbow With the spinning target last time And uh, we've upped our game A little bit We were going to go real big And then we kind of scaled back Because I think we need to do stepping stones Don't we, Corey? Before we start getting into We'll up. see We'll see what we come up with last minute So It's going to be a blast, whatever we do Is that the key? I don't know It's going to be a Blast! I wasn't thinking that, but could be. Oh, uh. well, it depends on what you consider what a blast is, right? That's right. Cool. All right, Corey, is uh, is there anything else that you would like to cover? Nope. Think I'm good. Okay. Why? Well, I, <laughs> I, I have one last thank you. Um, we are working with. Uh, somebody else with t-shirts and stuff and um we have the the one person that's that's uh you know doing our t-shirts now and um uh i actually um i was talking with a guy that i work with and um he is into t-shirts and everything else and uh he actually does a lot more than just doing t shirts, you know, on the side. And uh, um, He made us some water bottles. Uh, in fact, Ohio Beagler in the members area, um, he had some water bottles, aluminum water bottles made up for Corey and I. And, um, you know, it was just, a, you know, hey, you know, thanks guys and whatever. And, you know, we got them and, and they are neat. I mean, uh, I can't believe you know what what this guy could do you know with, with these water bottles. So I was talking with him and all, and uh, you know had a, a couple different water bottles um, you know made, um, and uh, we started talking about T-shirts and everything else. And he's doing our T-shirts now and everything. And come find out he does T-shirts as well, and and uh, I think we're gonna start switching over. More to having him uh, do them. But I would like to thank Mike at my Imprint Studios. Um You can check it out at MyImprintStudios.com. And if you go into the news um, section, and if you go to page three, um, you can see the Survival Tech water bottles. Um, there's three in green, and then there's uh, two in pink. Um, on there and uh it's it's pretty neat process and they're really neat water bottles and uh you know so definitely you know look forward to you know possibly some gear coming soon so we gotta um we've got the baseline kind of drawn up and and what we need to do to to get everything you know so we we can do it right and um so definitely look forward to uh to some to some gear coming out because you know when Corey and I do this we we want to do it right and and we want to make sure that you know no one's getting you know jacked around on prices and everything else and you know what what you pay is is you know for a good quality product because you know you know however much a shirt's going to cost you know it better be worth you know how much the t shirt cost you know because you know Everybody's working hard, and and uh, you know sometimes money's tight. And if you do have extra, you know, to spend, then you know, let's let's spend it on a decent quality product. So, and uh, Mike at My Imprint Studios, he's he's blown me away with, um, with what he's been able to do. So, um, you know, definitely look forward to that. Um, probably in the next coming weeks, um, we should be able to you know start getting something something together and uh we still have a few more you know legality issues to work out, yep, as far as you know our state is concerned um so we're trying to iron those out and, and hope to hope to have some gear up for you guys um on our uh web store uh shortly right, and uh and we're working on it that t shirt thing just wasn't a uh you know. Uh-huh you see you can't have it ta right we're we're working on you know getting it out to you guys. We just have to iron out some small details before we can do that yep yep and uh for the uh twenty five votes on the t shirt uh thank you guys very much for taking the time to vote on that because you know that's that's pushing our hand and that's telling us you know that that there is um you know at least half of our members and there's probably a lot more listeners that aren't members yet. Um, Why not? Right, I know. Why haven't you came over? Right, because you know it costs so much to become a member of Survival right. Tech. What is the price of membership? Free. Free. That is right. Zero zip zilch. Survival Tech is a free membership, um, and there's a ton of information. We're community sharing information, and there's all kinds of of uh, you know good thoughts and and friendships that are coming out of this so definitely check it out yep it, it's it's a good thing you know I, I can't i still can't believe what we started and uh you know what it's evolved into you know just this quick so yeah it's pretty amazing and we have well, no one else to thank but our listeners and our members to uh you know checking us out and believing in us and uh keeping us going and one thing is The one no vote for the t-shirt, I would just like to ask, you know, (laughs) what would you do, what can we do to change your mind? (laughs) What, you know, we want to see something different, not enough graphicness to it. Yeah, because we're too plain. You know, we want feedback. Uh, I mean, if you don't want a t-shirt, that's totally fine. I understand. Not, Not a big deal. But we would like to hear feedback, so maybe we can, you know, Address that and uh, you know fix fix it whatever it may be. Yeah, because multiple options on shirts would be great. And if you still don't buy one, that's fine too. I mean, we're not gonna come to your door and you know put your arm or anything. No, <laughs> we're uh, we're nice guys. We just you know trying to help everybody out. So yep. And uh, but no, thanks again, Mike. You know for doing all the setup and and getting us the water bottles and. And he actually did one shirt for me, and it looks looks pretty awesome. Um, I uh, actually uh, got it for my dad for his birthday, and uh, your dad? Yeah, my dad. Oh, yeah. I thought he was my dad too. No, see <laughs> that, There's a lot that you don't know, being <laughs> your brother, there, Corey. Yeah, I was adopted, wasn't I? Uh, no, I just have a different dad. <laughs> That's funny. (laughs) No, I'm just teasing. Our dad. Our dad. And, uh, so. His birthday was Monday, so happy Happy birthday, birthday. dad. Yep. Happy birthday, old man. And, uh, no, hopefully we can get a picture of him modeling it (laughs) for everybody. (laughs) So, uh, you know, nothing like a. I'll leave that one be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so. Well, alright, guys, uh, without, without anything else, I think the intel report is over. Thank you for listening to us ramble on. And, uh, you know, thanks again for all your support. Um, and, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, start off the, uh, interview with Master Peter Bruso.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to, uh, Survival Tech. We're sitting here with, uh, Talking to Master Peter Brusso. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing very well, and how about you guys? We're doing well. It's a it's a late one, but uh, we had to cancel our interview last week. But I'm glad we finally got to sit down and uh, have a chat with you. My pleasure. Now, Corey, um, do you want to go ahead and and kind of fill everybody in on on the information that we know about Peter? Um, he is part of our members area, and uh, he is he is a man of multi talents. Um, one thing that that uh, his website, if you go into our links page, um, at the very top of the links page, if you click on it says uh, I think Home of the Defenders, and it gives a little bit um, of a description. If you click that that will take you to Peter's website and um he's pushing uh defenders it's uh, uh self defense tools and he's got a lot of great information on there so yeah if you haven't checked it out already uh definitely check it out he's got a lot of videos on there um great descriptions of you know all the tools and uh, a little bit about himself and uh Peter, do you mind telling us in a little bit more about yourself? Sure. The, um, the um, Defenders came into, uh, the, the tools came into existence in about 2004. Uh, my teacher happened to uh, come out and had a little plastic uh, S-shaped uh, device that uh, would just tear you up. And um, in ninjutsu, the, the art of the Japanese assassin, which is what we are, the um, there are pressure points called kushu points. And um, so we obviously teach ourselves to attack them with our hands or fingers or associated tools, but nothing like that. And I looked at it as an engineer, and I smiled and I said, uh, right answer, no cigar. And I asked my teacher, could I take this concept and run with it, and he blessed it. So presto, bango, we, we, kept, we would make a model and then use it and say, well, now what else would we want to do with it? And then we added digit capture uh, capabilities or holes you can get fingers stuck into that uh, once you get them locked up like normal arm bars or whatever, the only way out is to amputate your own finger, and they don't want to do that usually, um, unless they've had too much tequila. And um, <laughs> and are not pain compliant, but it, at any rate, that sort of got started, and about the same time I got a call from the BBC, British Broadcasting Corporation, by a guy uh, from a guy by the name of John Ronson, and he, um, he's as big over there as Geraldo Rivera is here in the, in the States. I didn't know any of that stuff. Anyway, they started asking me some rather bizarre questions um, in connection with the First Earth uh, uh, Battalion, and Colonel Jim Channon, who uh, essentially pioneered the, the First Earth Battalion coming out of Vietnam the same era I was there. And uh, one thing led to another, and they flew out to to meet me, so I took them up to Camp Pendleton, uh, where I'm the subject matter expert for the United States Marine Corps and uh, in martial arts, and, um, you know, and promptly introduced them to the uh, defender. Uh, then it was known as a predator. And um, I knew I had to get this, this guy at the opposite end uh, of the tool, otherwise he just said, oh, it looked like it really hurt, but I didn't know. And of course he screamed like a little girl, like most people do. Um, I didn't remove his eye like maybe Corey or Matt did to somebody back there, but at um, in, in any rate, uh, they, in these, in, and I, I did some key energy work with him, knocked him across the room, didn't move. And uh, that all became in, a, um, in, in a, a three-part series from the BBC, which you can still find on the web, called Crazy Rulers of the World, and I'm in episode one. Uh, in two different parts. And uh, that was the foundation for the book, The Men Who Stare at Goats, which came out about a, a year or so later on Chapter 8 of that book. And um, then uh, they made the movie starring George Clooney. And George Clooney's uh, character is an ensemble character, but it's mostly patterned after myself. And I didn't even know that until it came out in the theater. And then if you get actually the movie and you listen to the author's cut, he talks all about where I am and where, where this came from, but you can you can clearly see all the techniques that I did that John Ronson ended up, George Clooney, trying to imitate him. Uh, some of those are, about, are on my website, but uh, that, that started the, the craziness from the, the Defender's standpoint. See, that's great because uh, I revisited Minister of Goats this past week, and um, I did not know that it was a book and uh until believe it or not, like probably half an hour ago, I was on your website mm-hmm. and I seen that you had the chapter um uh, mm-hmm. c- calling out the defender and and uh as I'm reading it it's it was it was almost you know word for word yeah, verbatim, you know what had right i mean it it was great it was like I' just seen George Clooney do this right, and uh I was wondering you know why you know. In, in the movie, you know, if it was just uh, um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, creative licensing, you know, not using your name, um, you know, because uh, George's character was Lynn, I believe mm-hmm. his, his first name was, and um, mm-hmm. Lynn Cassidy. Was, yes, Lynn Cassidy, and uh, it was just Based it was on amazing a real cause it's yep yep. It was Based like on wow, a real person. this is, yeah. It's like this is this is great, you know. I mean, this is you know it, if you take len Cassidy out and you put in peter brusso i mean it it's word for word in the book i mean it was it was amazing so if if no one has seen men who stare at goats i highly recommend it um it's a very good movie um and if anybody is wondering about purchasing the, the defender and uh it was it was known as the predator uh at that time right is that what mm-hmm what George called it in the movie. Uh um, yeah, but it was a predator because I was, I was marketing it, uh, uh to the military. Military. Right. And, yeah. um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, it, it, if you want to see a little snippet of what it can do and, uh, you know, check if nothing else, you know, YouTube and, you know, the clips all over and, uh, The choke me, it's it's pretty interesting. The choke me scene is an interesting scene to look at. That was an empty handed one. That's where I used the key energy to knock this poor little guy over across the floor. But in the BBC special, and of course it had moved right into the goats movie too when when, uh, he asked uh, uh, Ewan McGregor to choke him. And uh, in the life right. of his mind, it's almost verbatim of the same thing I did, you know, uh, there at the uh, at the Amtrak uh, museum on Camp Pendleton, and uh, it, it's just bizarre to see. Uh, matter of fact, I should send you guys. I've got a I've got a disc that I actually cut between the um, you see the goats movie, or excuse me, you see the the minister, the um, Crazy Rulers of the World clip, and then you, you, that then I immediately cut in the goats piece that match it piece for piece for piece. It's pretty crazy. Oh, that's that's neat. And uh, you know, my favorite I, okay. part of, of that whole scene is, you know, when he's talking about what it will do to the eyes. Mm-hmm. And Ewan right. McGregor screams, you know, oh, no, not the eyes. Yeah, i always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, if, you, if you watch the pieces of uh, the crazy rulers of the world, where, in fact, I, I go through the motion of taking out John Ronson's eyeball, and that's where they got that. And Oh, uh, wow. I said you, can re- you can remove an eyeball, you can stab them on the neck, let the blood squirt out like all over their friends, and it creates a powerful visual psychic disincentive for anybody else to attack you. And <laughs> that's part <of> it. <laughs> And that's true. I mean, if you just saw that happen, I don't think you'd want to mess with somebody that did that. No, I I think that would definitely uh, deter someone. It, it's a well, tendency to, slow, to ruin their parade a little bit, you know? And, it, it, um, it seems like it's a lot of the... Uh, the concept of, you know, walking to the bar, pick out the biggest guy and drop him first. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and then and all of his move. friends will back off. Right. Yeah. And don't move. Yeah. Hardly do anything. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look good. Right. Uh, but if you see, if you see me take this kid, this guy out, uh, uh, on the crazy rulers of the world, I don't move. I literally do not move my position. And yet he flies across the room, about 14 feet, and slides right up to the Amtrak uh, treads and uh, stop so i told him i'd drop him a foot and a half from those treads don't worry i'm not going to make you hit him
0: <laughs>
1: and the fact that you could do that and not move you go hmm you know and uh and he was funny because he was absolutely terrified and um and it took him 30 minutes to warm up to even choke me and if you watch the clip carefully when i start to talk to him he all of a sudden gets this placid look on his face and he relaxes completely and then bang, I got him. And, but I had to get in his head to, to get him thinking about something different, right, and, uh, right. and, and, and get him to, uh, to get into the mode that I could work with him. But, uh, so it, it's, it, uh, and unfortunately, they didn't capture the, the nuance of that in the movie. They, they, um, uh, uh, Clooney does what they call an outside control wrist throw you know, which is a big, that's a big motion, you know, it, it, I didn't move, so, but he did, but he said, there, I didn't move, yeah, you did, <laughs> you know, but I'll argue with the technical side, but, uh, so that, that, that's right. how that kind of, that got started. Oh, that's great, man, man that's, now you said you, your, your martial arts experience is ninjutsu, Right. Well, the latter part of my life here it is. Sure, I okay. started when I was 6 years old and um, I started in judo and um and uh, uh then graduated towards what they call Hapkido. It's a different than it is today. Uh, but that was a Korean art. So the judo really gave me a a skill set of people tend to fall down around me a lot. That was a good thing as a kid. Uh and then and then later, you know, with Hapkido in my teens, it gave you a much more aggressive... Uh, matter of fact, uh, Billy Jack, you guys are probably too young to... Oh, no, no. We are big fans of Billy Jack. Well, Billy Jack was hot keto and that's what I like. Right. So how Billy Jack would fight was how I would fight at that period of time. Um, and then uh, went in the military and went to Cambodia and got a chance to practice some good skill sets there. Came back home and then uh, studied Wing Chun which is a Bruce Lee style, and uh, starting to close the, the, the circuit, so to speak, you know, from fighting up close or long distance and then closing the throws and, and locks and joints and some groundwork and then getting into Wing where you're really working angles. And um, in between that, I studied um, uh, Arnis, which is Filipino stick fighting, which is essentially machete work. And uh, then, then, then finally, in 82, got into ninjutsu. As a matter of fact, if you go and get a link over to my martial arts site called awarriorsway.com, there's a movies page over there, and you can actually see me do a, an entire hour demo of ninjutsu in 1982 when it had just come to America. And, and it does histories, has all the weapons, poison water guns, blinding power, shuriken shaken kiyoketsu shogis, bakuhatsuk, it's got everything, but it, it's, it's... and I. I was really too long-winded in the first part of it, so speed through the the history to get to the action-packed uh, part of it. But it's it's pretty crazy. But from a from a prepper standpoint, you know, one of the things that and, and I'm not classically a prepper, although I think I've always been a prepper because I've always trained everybody to be prepared and have their stuff and and be able to make weapons and learn weapon systems and how to defend themselves. So I mean, in, in some veins. My guys that are real preppers now, and they get mad at me when I say I'm really not a prepper, and they said, no, 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 we learned everything we know from you. No, no, you didn't. You just got started. You know, I didn't do that. But at any rate, um, uh, if you take a look at the weapons that I'm using in that ninja demonstration, those are the same kinds of things we'd have around the campfire almost, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't know it. You know, like uh, a Hanbo, which is a 36-inch walking stick, is one of the most powerful weapons known to man. Well, we hike with those things. Why don't we learn how to defend ourselves with it? That's a stick, Exactly. You know? a stick. Exactly. And, and so, in fact, I'm sorry. No, no so, so I got I, – I, I, of course, do websites, build websites, and do Internet marketing from keyword analysis and that stuff, and I, I, and I happened to watch the Prepper show on Nat Geo. And I really got fascinated with what, how seriously those guys are taking it. And uh, so I did a um, uh, keyword research on preppers, Doomsday preppers, and, and they're, they're searched 40,000 times a day. That keyword is searched 40,000 times a day worldwide. And I thought, wow, I want some of that traffic. How do I get to that traffic? Because what I feel is taking it all the way back to you are the weapon. You know, if you right. learn things properly – no matter what goes in your hands, you'll know how to use it if you learned weapon systems as opposed to just moves or techniques, if you understand what I'm trying to say. There's a big difference between the two positions, and, and I think that the defenders themselves are such an obvious natural addition to a bug-out bag or EDC, I think you guys call it, your everyday carry. Um, but a good wine opener does the same darn kind of thing. Once you understand the principles of the, the defender and how it works, you can substitute many different things for a defender. And that's the power, because you may not have the weapon at the time. You, know, you, may, you may have everything taken from you. As somebody pointed out, uh, I sent you a link, I think, uh, from theblaze.com on the, yes. their bug-out bag, $5,300 bug-out bag. Like yes. One of the comments below says, well, and it was from a liberal, uh, said, well, when something disastrous happens, you, you'll know people who are preppers because they're the guys out there with backpacks on and we just have to go get them. And, and the next comment below says, you know, you, you really are a liberal because liberals, after after an episode, you guys will be standing on your roof waiting for the government to come get you or the rest of us will have our backpacks and be swimming or something. <laughs>
0: you know, right? Exactly.
1: But uh, Exactly. So, but yeah, uh, sort of Corey a, and I, we, we have... Um, uh, We have uh, experience in shorn room, and when we were doing our weapon systems, um, you know, it was a lot of, you know, staff work uh, with bows, Mm -hmm. and, you know, pretty much, you know, the key of of walking stick is, you know, uh, above your eye level, you know, by a couple inches, so just in case you fall or whatever, you're not going to get, you know, stabbed in the eye. Right. Um, But, you know, something, you know, so you're absolutely right, you know, with you know, stuff that we have around the campfire, um, walking sticks, you know, other, you know, poles and, you know, you know, and, you know, God forbid, you know, the, uh, notorious, yes, you know, camp axe. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, you can, you know, as long, you're, you're absolutely right with knowing how to utilize weapons. That's the biggest key with, with self-defense. Right. And, yeah. uh, it sounds like, it sounds like, the important point to take from this is um, just because you know those who are prepping for whatever disaster, um, it sounds like one thing that that a lot of people kind of forget is how important security and self-defense really is. Um, you know, not only from a, a fitness standpoint. Um, <laughs> believe me, I am not in shape as I once was and uh you know I'm I'm working on that um but um uh, it's like you know one one thing that that comes to mind is you know my my four-year-old um, we're going to look into getting back into shore Rue. um I think mm-hmm. it's good for you know development of not only children but uh personal development as well so sure. Yeah, just the uh, the walking stick, how I've overlooked that all this time, um, really just, you know, listening to you talk already, you know, opened my eyes. And I think the way that the defender is set up and using it, you know, classified as a self-defense tool and learning how to use it that way, then you can, you know, once it, for a beginner that's not into, you know, martial arts or, or really, you know, self-defense, non-lethal self-defense, and they think that they can always going to carry a gun with mm-hmm. them, um, if they learn the techniques with the defender because it, you know, is a self-defense tool, and they'll feel more comfortable, but then if that tool is not around, be able to apply that to everything else, that just makes total sense. And I think oh, it's yeah, a they- great something every prepper, every, you know, person that, you know, even just does hiking or goes on the outdoors or, you know, lives in the society we live in, they should have these skill sets with them. You know i've I've had the um, matter of fact one guy in our system he's defended himself both with a hombo and a, and a defender uh two different separate times and and you know one time he was hiking out pretty far with a with a girl and uh, these three guys showed up and wanted to mess with him and and he told her to run and he did a delaying action but ultimately took two of them out and the third one had would have nothing to do with him and uh, all from a 36-inch stick in and, and a, and a park where you, you know, weren't legally allowed to carry a handgun. Right, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other time he came out of a Trader Joe's, uh, which is, uh, I don't know if you have them back there, but... Uh, um, we have those in Ohio. Yeah, the uh, interesting store came out, and this guy attacked him right in the front, knocked him down and was on top of him, starting to beat beat him like in mixed martial arts fighter. And uh, he had a Defender, let me see, what did he have? He had a Spec Ops too, which was uh, like one of the ones I sent you with a point. He just jammed yes, it yeah. in this guy's stomach. <laughs> and the guy just came off of him <laughs> looking at his stomach and then took off. <laughs> that was all he had to do. And, uh, yeah, that would, fight. that would definitely do it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah I, uh, just, as soon as I got mine, I attached it straight to my bug out bag. And uh, and I carry, when we went on our camping trip a couple weeks ago with uh, another member, Andy, and a friend of his, um, I had my Defender on me then. And, uh, you know, I carry it, you know, back and forth to work and store a few times and um, just getting used to, you know, having it on my pocket and and part of my EDC. And uh, I I tell you what, it's it's a nice feeling to, you know, know that you have something, yet it doesn't look, like a weapon. No, and and it's interesting because from an animalistic standpoint, you know, you're exuding confidence, and uh, crooks and bad guys don't want to fight guys who have confidence. You know, there's something wrong. Right. right <laughs> a know, bully doesn't, you know, going back to bullies, uh, you know, a bully doesn't want to fight someone that fight. They want to be able to, you know, to be the yep. aggressor, and so you know that's a great equalizer. Aye. Uh, I had a guy uh, email me from England, because I sell these things all over the world, and he just got his Defender, but he didn't look at the training DVD. He stuck it in his pocket, and then went out to a pub. Well, I guess that late at night, he came out, and the guys were the two guys were going to mug him there, and he, he pulled out the regular Defender and held it like a gun, you know, with a point up and a shaft out, and they couldn't figure out what it was, and they got freaked out and ran off. Hey, it worked. Then, yeah. Whatever it takes. You know? And I think as preppers, we, we, I think, and this made people to get upset with me with this one, but, but uh, I know my guys sometimes do, but, you know, most of the preppers that I've known or gotten to know, they're all about their, their handguns or Mossbury's or Bernalli's and all that stuff, and they're real comfortable with taking somebody's life. However, you know, if you have to do that in front of your family, when maybe another alternative would have done far better, uh they don't have the other alternative and if their gun jams they drop the gun i've seen i've seen people get so nervous when they go to fire that they actually eject the clip you know it falls on the ground and uh you know i've not been in war and i can tell you firsthand shit happens and and guns jam and you run out of ammo and somebody's running at you and you can't reload quick enough you abandon that and transition to a second or tertiary weapon and And those are the kinds of skills that gosh, you can always shoot somebody, you know, uh, and I guess you can always hack them up with a machete, but to deter a group uh, and not have to take their life that that might be an option, and maybe it isn't in some cases, I don't know, but but I'd sure like to have that option if I was a preference no well, I, totally I agree, I, I think there should be you know a a non lethal option available to you whenever needed, especially when it comes to the family because. You know, I have two little boys, and, I mean, if the circumstances arise where I would have to take another life, you know, to protect my family, no doubt I would. For oh, sure. Uh, but, you know, obviously I don't want to, you know, maybe do that in front of their young eyes. So if I can, you know, neutralize the threat and stop the threat, you know, and not have to, you know, shoot someone, you know, three, four times, you know, in front of my kids, that would definitely be the better option. Yeah, well, I, I think, I think some a disaster. lot of people – I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think a lot of people that that resort to the thinking of, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, you know, shoot somebody and take their life, they have never been in a situation where that was an option. It's easier to yeah. say it than to be in the situation and have to think about it and then have to live with the consequences. And look because for, no look matter what yeah, – Yeah. Look at Katrina. The people killed people in Katrina, and they got prosecuted for it. Right. And see, that's the big thing. You know, everybody thinks all of this is going to be, if something happens, it could be as bad as like a Red Dawn, where everything is, you know, you're on your own, and there is no law enforcement. And I've got, I've got a strong believing that, no matter what, there will be some sort of, you know, government, you know, that is in place with laws, and you know, it could be as extreme as martial law, and you you still have to abide by the laws. And if you have – it's a lot easier to sleep at night, number one, and it's a lot easier to not get prosecuted, number two. If you, you know, use something, you know, such as a defender on somebody to stop a threat rather than, you know, getting up close personal with a knife and stabbing them or, you know, Initially shooting them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it takes a lot, and it will take a lot out of you mentally, um you know, mm-hmm. and it will it will change you forever, you know, if you have to re- resort to that. Now, you know, I'm, you know, sometimes it is needed, you know. Don't get me wrong. Um, oh no, I I I I'm I'm alive because of what you just said. Yes, right. And uh you know, with with the day and age you know that we live in. Um, you know, we're seeing smaller towns that say, well, you know, nothing like this would ever happen here. And the next thing you know, you've got somebody busting into the, you know, local bank or store or whatever and, you know, getting robbed and, you know, somebody ends up dying, you know, because of it. And it seems like, it seems like people are getting more and more, I think the best way to put it is, uh, desperate here um, mm-hmm. economic problems um, you know job issues um, I mean the list just goes on and on social issues I mean everybody is they're kind of at that snapping point mm-hmm. and before it gets to that point of you know the you know society you know collapsing in on itself um, I definitely think that you know everybody kind of needs to to you know, back up and take a breath, you know, before they before they do it. But you know, you're you're seeing a lot more, you know, crime in places that 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 shouldn't have the type of crime. And you know, the I think everything is a factor, and you know, drugs are getting worse and worse, and and you know that criminal element is starting starting to spread. So you know, we we as you know law abiding citizens, you know, we. We shouldn't have to feel helpless. No, and, and uh, I think you know, so. Yeah, and think something is nice you know, the defender. You know that that can help us not feel as help. Oh, help, uh, excuse me, helpless. Helpless for sure. I, and I think it's nice to have degrees of protection, um, stemming all the way from empty-handed to a defender to a, a knife to a machete to a, an axe. Uh, you know, and then finally to a handgun, and then maybe a long rifle. I mean, you, you have all those skill sets that you can fall back on if you need to. It's um, the same way when you guys go camping. I listened to your last camping thing, and you know, somebody was eating some pretty basic stuff, and then somebody else had steaks and potatoes, and you know that <laughs> it's the same thing. You, you you can you can toggle up and have a gourmet meal, or, or toggle down and and have top ramen noodles. Same kind exactly. of thing with your, your self-defense. You have those same levels and degrees uh, if you approach it properly. And that's going back to, uh, you know, what you say that, you know, you are the weapon. And it, it really is as simple as that. You know, you, are, you have the skills, you have the ability to use everything from your bare hands to, you know, the most advanced, you know, firearm made. Uh, you are the weapon. As long as you train yourself, there's nothing that you, won't, you shouldn't be able to use to defend yourself. And the nice thing that I like about the defender is, unlike a knife, if you're in an altercation with someone and if something happens and they get that knife away from you, everyone knows how to use a knife. Every criminal out there knows, you know, what to do with a knife. But when they get a hold of a defender, they're more than likely not going to know what to, you know, how they're trained with it and will probably just throw it to the side. I hear that all the time. Yep, absolutely true, Um, which is a nice thing that's not – it's kinda of like the uh the Australian joke about um uh, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same kind of thing. If the weapon was a boomerang or called a defender when, when you lost it, the other person doesn't know how to use it, it's it's a piece of plastic. It's a stick, right. you know. Nothing. Wouldn't have a clue. And, uh, and there's nothing worse than, you know, your own weapon being used against you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and this thing is so quick. I mean, you can be so decisive with it, too. I mean, you can seriously injure some people very quickly with it. You can take their life if you wanted to. And so it has a lot of lethality if you wanted to take it to that level. Uh, or you take it to the, if they're pain compliant, um, you know, you're going to discourage them from moving forward, and if they're, if they're not pain compliant, then you have to move, remove structure and function from their body. Otherwise, eyeballs go away and they can't see you. They can't attack you, you know, but you haven't killed them yet. Right. Terrible thought, but, but it, yeah, <laughs> there, there's always that option in it too. I mean, with some of the, um, you know, models you have out there, the, with the points on them, um, you know, they can definitely be used for lethal if you need to go that far, if uh, yeah, you know, a bolt not stopping. So you yep. still have, you know, the same, you know, lethalness, if that's a word, um, with you at all times. And as oh, yeah. as you can carry it everywhere because a lot of places around here, um, that that store, that business has the right to put up a, a no weapon sign. And if they put up that we- no weapon sign, then you know, legally we cannot carry our state issued concealed carry into that, you know uh, that place of business. Mm-hmm. But with the defender, I mean, you know, in a knife sometimes, you know, it is too obvious or uh, and there's laws against knives here in Ohio as well. So um, mm-hmm. they can only and it be, seems, like, know, a lot of the, seems and, like I'm sorry, Corey, it seems like a lot of the knife laws right. are more strict depending on municipalities um you know, than, than handguns. And that's, that's what's, you know, kind of different. You know, if I, if I go into another town, you know, my, you know, my five inch fixed blade that, you know, I might be able to, you know, carry on my side and, you know, on around my town, you know, it will be looked at, you know, completely different. And, you know, I'm going to jail, Um, you know, if I go somewhere else. One thing that I, I like about the defender um is uh I can always just say, Well yeah, look at you know, this great new ice scraper I've got, you know, and I can always Fish carry Taylor. it in my car. Yep, this Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean on. there's 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 multiple multiple ways, you know, you can you can describe it and uh um one thing about the Defenders, uh Corey and I we both um we, we chose the Defender one out of the packages mm-hmm. that you had sent us. Mm-hmm. And um we gave our wives The Defender twos. Do you have any suggestions? um, You know, per now, yeah. I I don't want to sound chauvinistic or anything, but I am I'm six foot two. I'm two hundred ninety pounds, and uh, my wife is five foot one, and there's there's no way she would be able to, you know, to be able to fend off an attacker of my size. With the Defender Two, you know, with you know the the it, it's it looks it looks a lot more aggressive than um, the Defender One. If anybody out there is is looking at the website as we're as we're you know discussing this, um, it just seemed to be a little bit better of an equalizer, um, you know, for a female versus a male assailant. Um, yeah, do you have any suggestions on – right, yes, yeah. yes. No, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's kind of um, the product line we got. Um, the guppy was the first one. Then we went to the rabbit, and that was an introduction of the sawtooth, the tissue-grabbing capability, and a digit capture hole, and that ended up onto the uh, Defender 1 and, and the point. Um uh, the sawtooth uh, came became just a single point where you can grab, and poke ears, and pull them through, take them down, do all that stuff. And then, well, if one point's good, three points have got to get better, <laughs> got to be better. Yes. And that's and you're absolutely right. And that's that's the one that um, I mean, if a woman's going to get attacked, and somebody's stupid enough to attack a woman, then they're going to get what they get back uh, tenfold. And, um, I always like to the image of them like a rose. They're beautiful to look at, but don't, don't be touching it, you know? Um, right. and, uh, and, I think you're completely correct. The Defender 2 is the perfect tool for a female. Uh, because it's quick, it's decisive, it drills holes into their bodies, uh, it rips eyeballs out. It, I mean, it, it does a job on you pretty quickly. You know, if they come in with a choke from behind, you're going to put that point right through his forearm and a rip off his arm reach around, stab him in the groin with it, I could be standing there that long, you know? And uh, you're absolutely right. That's It's probably the one of choice for a female. Yeah, I know You know, my wife, she put her straight in her, uh, her purse, and it's right next to her pepper spray. So I'm, I'm glad she has, you know, multiple, you know, from a distance, the pepper spray is great, yep. but, you know, close yep. range, is, it's not good. Um, especially you don't want to spray yourself if you're getting attacked from behind. So uh, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, uh, thanks to you, give her something else to, you know, help defend herself if she ever needs to. And you also have the EDC, which is, you know, nice, small, compact. Um, and uh, I've been carrying the EDC um, back and forth to work, and it's great. It fits, you know, right in behind my wallet or, you know, right down inside my wallet, actually. And uh, Oh, you mean... You mean the RP Defender? Is, is that, okay, yeah. The square, the square looking one? The
0: square one, yeah.
1: The yeah, that's an RP, one. RP Defender, yes. Okay. That's our newest in the past. Uh, it, it's working pretty well for me, um, because of the size of it, and mm-hmm. you know, you goes straight in your pocket, and, um, you don't even know it's there, and it still has everything that the other ones have. Oh, yeah. That's no, it's an interesting story. A, a guy by the name of Robert Pearson wrote me and said that he, he had made a new Defender, which I get that quite frequently now, but it's okay. okay. And um, he wanted to send me a, uh, an outline of what he thought. And he and his dad take weapon systems, and they combine the best, and and they, they, they mash it up. Used to, you guys were young enough to think of mash, you know, mash music before. And um, at any rate, uh, he sent it to me, and I I sent it to one of my one of my other defender instructors who makes these things um, prototypes. And so he prototyped me one, and he kept one. And I looked at it, and I thought, you know, I've been looking for one that goes in the pocket, and boy, that certainly starts to answer the mail, you know. And um, so I essentially made a deal with him that uh, he had no new real creation on that invention wise uh, still pieces and parts of the ones that i've already done so intellectual rights is still mine Uh, but i said i would name it after him if he'd like to do that and he was tickled to death and um and i sent him the first copy uh when i had them made you have to have them run as a big sheet of acrylic however many pieces you get out of a one sheet of acrylic and uh so when the first one opened up i sent to him and he's been happier than a clam for doing that, but it's a pretty good tool except for it tears your pocket apart. Uh of course that's one of the hazards, but um, yeah, they work out very, very well. The the RP defenders, um uh, low profile, can't see what you got, made in clear plastic, takes the color or the shape of your clothing or the colors of your clothing, so camouflage looks great. It does a pretty good job. I'm glad you like that. Yeah. And the no, lanyard that yeah. you have, that quick disconnect lanyard, um, that's what I have attached to my bug-out bag. When I attach to the bug-out bag,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I have, you know, on the front shoulder straps, I have, you know, hooks on. It's all molly. And, I uh, mean, that works great. And then, you know, be able to quickly pull it off and, and be like, I was, you know, testing it as we were, you know, hiking and all. I was trying to test some of the gear. And I just reached up and pulled it off, and it, you know, quick, simple, it's in your hand, and you're ready to go. Yeah. And it's pretty, too. It did not fall off the whole time we were hiking up, you know, up and down the hills and, and going through brush and trees. There, It, it was still there, and it did, It doesn't just pop off, but yet it's still easy to disconnect. Right. it's it, a good snug. It, it's, it's a pretty good little kit. For, I think the holster that we have uh, that fits the, uh, the digit capture version thats pretty slick—and that was invented by a guy from Texas. Um, so it's pretty fun to see what people jump in and help you out and uh, you know invent different things. And going back to the Defender One uh, versus well, some of the more aggressive models, uh, I took down a big, big shoplifter, and I was so mad at myself because I had uh, a Spec Ops Two, which is a very <laughs> aggressive tool, uh, and he went down. Uh, he He's probably your size. He might have been 325. He was a big boy. I'm a big guy, but he made me look like tiny, you know? And, uh, once I got a hold of him with a digit capture, he was all mine, and I face planted him. And, uh, that's where we sat. And, um, until the sheriff came by and lent me a pair of handcuffs, and then I handcuffed him. But he was, ultimately, he was bleeding because my tool was just far too aggressive. And, uh, he wasn't listening well enough. So I had to help him understand that he wasn't going to get back up, he wasn't going to continue to run, he wasn't going to try to hijack into the car and we're going to sit here until on the side of the sill until the cops get here, you know? And um he leaned over to get his feet up and underneath him I just took the point of the tool and stick it in his ear canal. And that brought him right straight back up. <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> by the time the cops got to it, the poor guy was bleeding out of both ears, uh Oh, darn, I hate it when that happens, but whatever. <laughs> and um, But I, I promised myself I would never do that again in the civilian area. I would always carry a Defender one because I ought have bonk the Pajus out of them, you know. And, uh, I couldn't ballistically do that without drilling holes in them, so. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Now, do you have some, some specs on the Defenders and, and like, Breaking strengths and you know what what they're made out of and that you can you know kind of pass on to our listeners. Sure, they are are really stout tools. Oh yeah, no, that's the quarter inch ones. You'll see you have two different thicknesses. You have a five sixteenth and then you have a quarter inch. And originally, I had um, somewhat by accident the family of tools made five thousand pieces of them in India, and um, so they made them out of the the five sixteenth inch. uh, Uh, Plastic, And so when I run out of that model line, I go ahead and and have them made in America at a sign company in the quarter inch, which they are very stout. And one time, probably 2005, maybe 2006, I was teaching back in Quantico, the Marine Corps martial arts program, and I was showing them the defenders. And uh, this, this master guns was kind of an ass anyway, and he walked up and he snapped it. He says, now what do you say for your tool? I said, can I have that back now? And I got two pieces, nice and sharp, and I screwed—I messed him up with it. I said, thank you for giving me two defenders instead of one. And I said, but I can take an M16 or an A4, and I can break the stock. What does that prove? You know? It was just stupid. And uh, so so the quarter inch, have you tried to break that quarter inch? That's, that's pretty tough stuff. I mean, it's not impossible, but, but – Not an ordinary use. You'll never break that in ordinary use. And if you did, I'd hate to see what the guy looked like that you broke it on. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah, they're they're stout, and um, it's it's a serious tool. You know, know, the points are sharp enough. Oh, they don't look it. You know, they just puncture nicely, and um, I mean you can attack uh, attack a, a, a steel can. You know, take a true cocktail can. Strike it and see what you get. You'd be really surprised at what it does, you know? And, uh, oh, so yeah, you know, especially you know, be... if... Mm-hmm. Go, Go ahead, ahead oh, well, I said, you know, Especially if there is a fracture, you know, that, that edge is going to be so sharp. It's going to be probably sharper than any knife that you're carrying on you. Um, yeah, especially when you use that edge against the bone. You know, like yes. a digit or finger. Oh, my gosh, when you grab a hold of somebody with your finger over his and pulling it up against that edge, I don't know if you guys have done that yet, but it's an eye-opener, let me tell you. And, and hmm. that is so easy to get a hold of somebody's finger like that. They're pointing their finger at you. They're pushing you. Their fingers are exposed. You get a hold of that, and they're going to scream bloody murder, and then and then they're yours, you know. You're, you're done. Yeah, when but, we received the package, um, Cory actually came over to my house that night, and uh we were getting them out, and we were showing the girls and and uh you know telling them all about it and Corey and I started wrapping each other up in them. and it was like, whoa, okay, okay, wait, wait one minute, you know, let's you know settle down before we have a brawl like what we used to have when we were kids you know <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'll get ready to say you know we were when we received the package. You know, we'd you know, poke each other in the arm like, Hey, that, that kinda really hurt <laughs> you know, and using the Defender One and bopping each other on the head and uh look like you know, a uh you know, three stooges going on there, but it tell you what, it'll definitely get your attention. Oh yeah. So With there's many mixed martial artists out there, you know, lower level capability, and they they come tackle you, take you to the ground and start choking you out and this is the kind of tool that is a game changer for that, you know. Exactly. Um, I'll take any one of us trained in defenders any day against a, an MMA guy, um, assuming we don't lose that tool, you know. But uh, if it and, and that's the problem. You know, when you're out there, <laughs> you don't know what this person's capable of. And so having the ability to deter them or to really seriously hurt them all from one tool, pretty cool thing. Got so much different characteristics, yet they're so simple, and that's what really you know is able to to take that tool. Once you're familiar, you know, use other things around you, and I think that you know that's one of the the best points of this is you know it's so you can do so much with it. and It's got so much potential, yet it's still so you know simple. To, you know, the concept of it is, is you know. I don't know how to say it, but it's it's really the great equalizer is what I'm trying to say, I guess. It, it really yeah, I does equalize the I think so. It's, the other thing that we, we haven't talked about is that, you know, the other thing a prepper really should know how to do is to disarm a weapon. And um, and you all have been trained enough to shoot the weapon once you've got it out of their hands, but um, the defender does an excellent job of removing weapons from hands. And uh, I think I sent you, did I not send you the link to the Simple Weapons Disarm video? Yeah, I believe you did. Take uh. a look at that. Take a look at that because that's something you guys, you could teach guys, you know, that that have come up against knives or guns. I mean, people get the drop on you all the time. And uh, you don't want to be a victim. And uh you just want to close the distance so you can get your hands on that and know what to do with it, you know. And, and that's why I think a prepper... A prepper ought to be pretty well-trained in of stuff. I know it's not what they think about, but... but, but. Right. I totally uh, agree. As far as, you know, in the prepping community, it seems like, you know, for us, everyone we talk to, you know, and as you see on TV, everyone's got a firearm. Um, Mm -hmm. But that means everyone else has a firearm, too. So being able, you know, if you are surprised in a situation and you are without your firearm for some reason, or let's say the worst-case scenario and there's, you know, martial law and they come and take your firearms, um, now you can't defend yourself, you know, if you're only counting on that firearm to be able to. So, you know, if someone comes after you, to be able to take their firearm from them you know, that's you know for one it can you know save your lives and two it, you now have an extra edge. Here's a an interesting thing you'll see on the um, if anybody goes over and watches that ninja demonstration. Uh, there's um, a weapon that's um, a double-edged knife that has a curve to it, and it's and it's on a twenty um, foot weighted the twenty foot cord with a big ring weight at the end. Okay, and and that's called a kyo shogi, long name. Um, and, uh, we learned to use those, and those were classically a ninja weapon. But you can have this knife on a rope, and sling it out there 20 feet, and stab somebody, get the knife sack, you know, and then go over the top, and catch them again, or you can wrap it around their neck, and in the ring, you can block them, wrap around weapons, yank them out. Now, once you understand the weapon system, so we were at a, we were at a winter camp, and, uh, so since I said, uh, you got 20 minutes, go make a, go make a weapon. And y'all, gamble, uh, run out of wherever you're at. And I, it was a crick, um, and uh, there are these new blackberry shoots. And you, you guys are around blackberries at all. The new shoots, hmm. and they are nothing but just thorns everywhere, right? So right. I cut, cut those off. I found a water-soaked log. I tied them to this water-soaked log, and then I've got a 20-foot piece of paracord, and I found a stick that a beaver had chewed in both ends. So... I had this stick in one hand and this big log with all these blackberries uh, branches hanging off of it and uh, then you had to go show how you do this. Man, you whirl this 20 pound log and you hit somebody and it goes stick in their chest and knock them down you rush in with your sharpened stick and you kill them and it's like there that's a weapon system and you could see us making that kind of stuff out in, you know, on our camp outs right? Got 20 minutes yeah. make a weapon got 20 minutes go and uh, it's a fun game, besides re- being resourceful. It's it's a lot of fun, you know. Well, maybe I'm sick, but I think it's a lot of fun. No, I, yeah. I totally agree I think uh, our next camp out, that's going to be one of the activities everyone's going to have to do. Yeah, go go make a weapon. And uh, yeah, one you need to great how you're going to, you know, use it. I mean, not on one of your other campers, but, you know, pick a tree or something and that would be the uh, assailant. Yep, yep. Uh, we had people that uh, one of them made a two two-man blowgun because they found a piece of PVC and they found some uh, poison mushrooms and and a ping pong ball that they carved up to put the mushrooms in to blow it down the PVC tube. Um, brilliant, you know, great idea, guys, you know, and uh, so it's amazing what people come up with, and those are they are the weapon, and that's that's my. My slogan my my campaign to get across the peppers is you've got to get this in your mind. you are the weapon and uh and go forth into the world one thing um uh, a couple of guys that I work with and i what we've been talking about is um looking into uh making monkey fist knots right and mm-hmm. uh you know putting you know the the uh, steel ball bearings inside, and we've been looking into videos, and I, I tell you what, you know, something something as simple as that, you know, just made out of paracord um, on a, I think uh, a lot of these guys are making them um, with lead length, about 36 inches, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, they're just tearing through milk jugs. Um, oh, yeah. You know, just, I mean, complete. You know, obliterating them. I mean, let it's me almost send, scary. Let Let me send you a picture. What you're describing is a is a is a weapon that I made uh, forty years ago. Now it's known as what we call a nitsubo. Basically, it's a six ounce weight on a on a very thin cord um, that that ties to a an eight inch uh, piece of doweling, Okay, and you have twenty five okay. foot or 20, 20 foot of cord on there. And you wrap the cord around the dowel. And so the, the, the weight sits close to you. And if a person's a little bit away, you just pull off a little bit of that, whirl it around, and smack them. And a six-ounce weight, and I'll send you a picture of how to build one of these things, it shatters three-quarter-inch plywood. And uh, it's so fast, you can't even see the thing. And when it hits you, it's like a 50 cal hitting you. And it shatters boards and at 20 feet. 10 feet, you name it. And if you're surrounded, you get this thing woven around your head and, and whoever's going to come in is going to take that six ounce weight to the head. You know? mm-hmm. uh, but it can reach out and smack hands and take knives away. you a good standoff capability. And, and basically you can make it. Uh, we, we went to home Depot. I've got one. I'll take pictures for you tomorrow. Um, Great. we went to home Depot and made it. And, uh, from parts of home Depot. And, um, it's crazy, but it absolutely is fast. And then if you learn to use the little six-inch or eight-inch stick, which is called a UR stick in Japanese, and I um, think you probably see police carry kubitons. you guys know what those are? Yes. Yeah, it's about yeah. a six-inch stick, basically. Okay. Strangely enough, in California, it's a felony to have a kubiton, hmm. but you can but you can have a loaded handgun concealed, and it's a misdemeanor. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's just it, 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 this supports what we were saying earlier with these absolutely ludicrous weapons laws, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, so, so, and uh, you know, I've so seen some with, of the uh, me- uh, um, defense pens, and you know, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, it's you know a little bit, right? A little bit longer than a regular, you know, yeah, thick right. pen, and a little bit more stout. Um, yep. So that. That would be treading on the thin line. Then is what it sounds like in in California. Uh, oh, absolutely. That's, tactical pins, tactical pins out here are felony as well. Um, oh, that's amazing. Oh yeah, no no no. A- anything you can defend yourself with, the police have, it gets outlawed. Um, you know, but they they don't know what to do with the defender. Obviously, there's no legislation, and there's no. It's not uh, brass knuckles. It's not uh, an edged weapon. It's not a ballistic weapon. It doesn't. It doesn't have any emissions of gas or toxicity. It doesn't electrocute you. So it doesn't fall in any of the weapons categories, none. And we've actually been challenged, uh, you know, by cops that uh, it's illegal. Show me what law. Let's go. Show me what's illegal. And, right, and ultimately, because it's an ice scraper. It's a fish scaler. It's a spaghetti strainer. It's a pasta tool. And we got our own website right. for the pasta tool, by golly. You know yep yep uh, i I got the biggest kick out of that <laughs> uh, everybody does i I send them overseas um uh with uh, pasta tool recipes and how to use the pasta tool it then it goes overseas as a weapon oh that's always great, a always a pasta tool, you know, but uh uh, but back to the Nietzschebo thing, I'll send you some pictures on how to make that thing and and uh. Be so ever careful when you start to play with this thing. Your overhand throws, underhand throws, sideways throws with this thing. It, it comes out and it does a job. on Matter of fact, if on YouTube, up, up on my channel, you can see me using it. Uh, Ron Lester, do you know who that guy is? No. Did you ever watch Varsity Blues, the, the football? Uh, yes. Yeah. He, he was the big kid, number 69, I guess it was. He was the big football star, Ron okay Lester. Anyway, he came out here to the house and spent a couple of weeks out here hanging out. And uh, so we have him up on YouTube, and I've got uh, I've got this tool out. And he wants, he says, "Now, really, how accurate are you with that?" I said, "Well, go stand next to. We have these man-sized targets for knife throwing and axe throwing and machetes and all that stuff." So you can see him standing there and all of a sudden you see this weight pass right past his head, hit the head of the uh of the target and come off. He goes, Oh shit and I said, Now had I wanted your head, that'd have been easy. <laughs> you know? And uh yeah, you can also see me defend myself with a beer can up there. That's hilarious. Don't be drinking anything when you watch it or you just spit it on the computer. <laughs> and that's, well, that's I think a lot, lot. of our listeners are gonna be interested in seeing that, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh, you have no idea. Matter of fact, over on the martial arts site, uh, I have a I have an entire beer can class up there, an hour of uh, beer cans class. And we start out with full beer cans, obviously. We have to drink them. And uh, you can imagine. Oh, oh, no, it's it's one of the one of my most popular classes that I teach is a beer can class. And um, it never ends well, by the way, guys. It never ends well. It sounds like it looks to be a lot of fun, but it never ends well. And uh, you'd be absolutely stunned at what you can do with a beer can. Well, of course, it's a Coke can, uh, you know, even, even better than a beer can. Uh, but one of the things that people completely underestimate, you can imagine if somebody's going to grab you or choke you, if you pour your beer down their ear canal, mm-hmm. oh, it fizzes. It takes their mind off the fight immediately. I'm telling you, it works like a charm. And, uh, and then of course you can use the rim of the beer can just like a defender and grab their ear with it, turn their head, put your hand on their jaw, take them right down, talk to them, pour some more beer down their ear, you know? And, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Oh, shoot. Now, so, uh, uh, that's really cool. So who's, uh, which manufacturer a beer can is, uh, best for that? Uh, well, we always drink Coors light out here, just to piss, off the, just, just to piss <laughs> off the Australians. Just to piss off the Australians and, uh, buddies of mine. But, uh, that, that was our beer of choice at our dojo. Uh, we would teach knife on knife fighting at, uh, nine o'clock at night on Wednesday nights. And one of our guys, big dude, still with us, he was a beer, uh, distributor. So he would bring in ten cases of beer to the dojo. So of course all of us adults at night drinking beer and knife fighting doesn't get better than that. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. It actually is. It's a hell of a lot of fun. You know? And uh but that got me fat, so I wouldn't suggest yeah. it if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's just moderation, a training right? Exercise. Always. It's just a training exercise because you never know when the attack's gonna be happening. You can be leaving the bar and you know not well, in your right mind and get attacked. That, so you still that, need to you have the skills. And, you know, that's, that, you're, you're surprisingly right again because it actually started that way. I told everybody at the, at the dojo, the place where you train, right? And I said, right. 90% of your fights are going to be when you're drunk. And, and so tonight we're drinking and fighting. And we, that, that started the habit. We would drink and fight. And you'd really realize that you, you lose a lot of your fine motor skill capability. <laughs> And so you tend to learn how to deal with uh, the gross motor skill versus the fine motor skill and and the, the perception problems that you have, um, both from when you're getting hit or, or an arm bar that you're not reacting to, you, know, you break your arm, as opposed to go with it or roll out of it or something, you realize you're behind your power curve on your on your recognition. But yeah, We kept that up, and we all ended up in AA together. But it was a lot of fun for a number of years. It was a lot of fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, shoot. That's great.
1: Yeah, get your Jim Beam out and give it a try one night with some defenders. And I'm not there responsible. There you go. <laughs> and I'm not responsible for the outcome. <laughs> we'll tape it. Me and Matt. Yeah. Next time we get together, and uh, we'll have it up on our channel, and everyone can, everyone can see. Oh, that I would pay to I'd pay to watch that one. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> be better than uh, than a pay per view, huh? Oh, wow. That's oh right. wow! If you send me your edited version, then I'll re-edit it with a. Uh, I'll be like Howard Cosell and the announcer, of who's given the better, who, and put arrows and stop action and frames and stuff. <laughs> That'd be oh, great. Corey, it sounds like it's on, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now, one of the things I, w- I did want to just bring up uh, is the remote yes. viewing stuff. Um, yes. And uh, there was another reason I brought this up. I mean, you guys are, you've been in martial arts, so you understand what mental energy is, or key energy, right? Your ability yes. to project yourself, and you're stronger, and it's really, it really works. One of the fun ones to teach everybody is, uh, are you guys in the same room right now together?
0: No, we're wow. actually
1: 30 miles apart. Oh, okay. Well, darn it. I was going to yeah. do this in real time. But, but basically what you do is you get uh, you, you get around behind your buddy and you put your arms around and pick him up, right? And mm-hmm. um, so in his mind, he thinks about uh, clouds and how light he is. as light as a feather, and the guy in the back picks him up a couple of times just to feel the, the physical weight, right? And then you imagine in your mind that you're a big redwood tree and... You've got these, uh, your roots are around these boulders, and you're absolutely immovable. You cannot be picked up, and you'd be shocked. The other guy cannot pick you up. It's phenomenally different, and nothing's changed. Gravity's the same, okay? So, so, uh, now this leads me to the point where, you know how Chuck Norris opens his front door? He uses his key. Uh, he uses his key. <laughs> There you go. That's how I split it in show. that's skills. great. <laughs> but getting back to the original topic of remote viewing, Colonel Jim Channon was the one, that, the 1st Earth Battalion, which is, of course, um, uh, uh, the GOATS movie is based on, on that as well, a majority of that, the 1st Earth Battalion and doing remote viewing. And there's a group of ninjas, actually, that do this at night. Uh, one will hunt another group um, at night using remote viewing. And they keep stats on on how accurate they can be, in hunting new newbies even people that uh, come down to try to evade them, and they're they're caught or attacked or blowgun hits them or something. Sure you can you know take one by your beanbag. But uh, so I would almost think that in a in a prepper situation, if if people got into just the basics of remote viewing or. Are looking in front of them in their mind. Uh, what are they feeling? Uh, are the bad guys out in this route, or is this the best route to take in this disaster? And you know, there could be some real practical aspects of remote viewing that that they they might be able to utilize to stay alive. And uh, okay. we're I'm connected with the, the First Earth Battalion's website it's called Jedi Jedi Knight Jedi Knight.net, dot net. And I'm going to get him to join the forum to talk a little bit about it. And uh, so if, if we see that pop up, then you know, the, the, my hope was is to get some rudimentary skills if people wanted to learn how to do that a little bit that might actually work uh, work in their favor in a disaster. Well, I, I definitely think that's, that's a big plus to have. Um, one thing that's always stressed about, you know, something as simple as wilderness survival is constantly knowing your surroundings, <laughs> you know, and, and we, you know, if, if we go out and we're doing you know a backpacking trip, you know, for instance, we're going to take the time to know what's around us, you know, topography wise and everything else, you know, aerial photos, we're going to know what's around us, but when we're actually submerged into uh, that wooded area, You know, everything looks completely different than what it does in the map. So you might not be aware of your surroundings. So, you know, you get familiar with your surroundings, you know, around your camp and everything else. But it sounds like that takes it to this, to the next step further of knowing dangers and everything else. And actually, would you kind of describe it as, uh, uh, that you know the the pit of your stomach feeling. Oh, absolutely, you know, no uh, question. Being That's able exactly. to react to what's what's coming and and uh, knowing, knowing when to act. Yeah, so knowing that something isn't right, um, we've all had part of this. You know, you're driving down the highway, right? And all of a sudden, you realize the guy in the lane next to you is actually going to come into your lane, but he hasn't signaled, mm-hmm. he hasn't woke, weaved or anything. You just knew it, right? And then suddenly, right. he's doing it. And you just reacted naturally, never even thought much about it. And you go, when you stop and think about how did I know that he was going to do that? How is that possible? And that's that, I'm not going to go after another Chuck Norris joke, but that's key reception. He was actually, you received his thoughts. You received his energy. And you process that. And think about it in a survival thing, you know. Do I go down the right-hand side, the right, right route on the left, or the right-hand side, or the one on the left? Which fork do I take? You know, and that was brought out in a Goats movie. It was a joke. You know, he took the wrong one and it blew yep. up. And, but but that actually came from Vietnam. Everything in that movie is absolutely correct. That's the scary part of it. It's absolutely true. And uh, it has basis in fact, and it even says it in the very beginning, more of this is true than you might think. It <laughs> is right. true. And so, you know, from a practical survivalistic standpoint, you guys actually said it when the last camping trip you got out and you weren't sure, you know, you were going to go down and there was some flat areas, but you kept going down and there might be some more flat areas, might not be some flat areas, and then started the rain, all that stuff. You might have actually viewed that, actually traveled there the night before to see it. And some people get very skilled at doing that. And, um, and that sounds far-fetched. That's the longest extension to it. You know, the, the moderate extension to it is, you know, getting so in tune with yourself and, and view is, there, is the right fork or the left fork what, right. what's the right answer and um and then trusting it you know and most right handers will always pick the right side most left handers will always pick the left side i don't know if you know about that but if you're chasing somebody and you know he's right-handed which you should know you know what side his knife on what side what how does he step up on a curb with his favored leg or his non-favored leg uh those right. kinds of things. And if you're chasing somebody they'll always keep turning right, they're their favorite side. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that's easy enough. But uh but being able yeah. to start to get some of these skill sets in remote viewing might be might come in handy one day out there. Well
0: yeah, um, a lot of
1: cultures you know, they a lot of cultures you they they don't have it's it's not as Far-fetched is what, you know, I guess mainstream would think.
0: Right. Uh, but there's a lot
1: of cultures that are, you know, they, they feel the connection to their surroundings. And, you know, it's it's not a joke to them. No, And right. I think a lot of people need to kind of get over, you know, how, you know, like, like what you said, you know, it might sound far-fetched, but it's, you know, you let, need let, to really let, think about some of this stuff. Let me tell you the a practical thing that happened. Uh, one of my guys is a border patrol agent. And, mm-hmm. um, and I learned this in Cambodia. You can, you can literally talk to the plants and, and they'll tell you, if you listen, they'll tell you that somebody's been through here, they're upset, this uh, animal's eating on them, whatever. And that sounds crazy, but you know, we're all connected to that force. And so he came up and he asked me, um, he called me sensei, it means teacher. And sensei, you know, how can you teach me to read plants? Sure, not a problem. So I stuck him out there with a plant and a beer in his hand. And I said, "Now, just clear your mind, and um, when you get the first impressions off the plant, come back and see me." It took about 20 minutes. He came out, and he, I said, well, "What did the plant tell you?" He says, "He's, uh, he's pissed off." And I said, "Good. What's he pissed off at?" Well, he didn't say. Well, go back, you know. So anyway, I got him to. There were these rabbits that were eating on these plants, and the plants were, you know, upset basically. So I said, if you just you can track people the same way, you can actually ask the plants in front of you or alongside of you, has somebody been through here are they upset? You can feel them so anyway, here he was on this mountain, and he was a rookie newbie, and they were chasing their, uh, chasing a group of illegal aliens, and they couldn't catch him. they were you know always seemed to be in front of them somewhere, and they had helicopters up and and finally, this guy, Charles, uh, he, he says, I think they're down in this canyon. And they go, no, 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 they're not down there. There's no physical evidence to be down there. They're not down there. He goes, I think they're down there. And he says, well, you can go down there if you want there, Mr. Newby. And he went down and he got into this canyon, and there was a dry creek bed. And there's no footprints, nothing. And he's, he ran into a rattlesnake. He asked the rattlesnake. Yeah. And the rattlesnake, to him, said they were still in front of him. And he started walking and talking to the plants. And there was no physical evidence at all. And he comes through this little opening, and there there were fifteen of them right there. He grabbed them right away. Boom. And so he finally hikes them out, puts them in one of those trucks. He calls me. He goes, "Sitsi, you have no idea what you've done." I'm like, "What? What do I do? You know?" And he told me the whole story. And now he does it all the time. How crazy is that? Yeah, this is I'm fascinated by it. This is a federal He bags more people by talking to plants. He won't tell anybody how he does it, but he bags more people. And if you think about it, you know here's a forested area, and it's got to have rabbits and trees and brooks and all the you know birds and everything. And, and we walk into that scene, right? We don't belong, and they get upset. They change their chirping, they change their sounds, they change their behavior. And if you're familiar with them, you'll know exactly that they. They're either responding to you, or if they're used to you, they're responding to somebody else. It shouldn't be there. Listening to nature. Yeah. And see, that's 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 one thing that you know for anybody listening to this now, you know what what they need to take away from it is, um, you know, a lot of us do this already and we don't mm-hmm. realize it. Mm-hmm. Just think of preliminary scouting for deer hunting you know what are you what are you doing? you're going out there you're looking for trails you're looking for rubs you're looking for everything mm-hmm. and you know it's it's you know pretty close to you know uh being out there and and knowing that surroundings to so you can bag you know your next you know trophy buck yeah, the um the well, ninja call it in, the means you call it inbo techniques the ability to 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 blend or to disappear you know and um, you guys have to do that. Take the shape well, when of the you're for like a a location for a tree stand. And you get to the spot, and you're like, you know, this spot feels good. Everyone says that, mm-hmm. but if you really think about it now. You know, it's it's that same thing. It's you know, it's more than just feeling good. There was a reason you went there. You know. Mm-hmm. That's it's fascinating, and people forget that you know, we as humans are still animals too. And you look around and you always assume that all these other animals have these you know, this sixth sense and, you know, they know when danger's coming. Well, if you think about it, we should be able to do that same thing, if not more, because we are more intelligent. Well but the proof of the pudding is are. have you the proof of the pudding is have you ever tried to lie to your wife? <laughs> <laughs> they have a sixth sense about that, that doesn't make any sense, you know? So, yeah, yeah, that works. I, I'm not great. believing that story. I'm not believing that story. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yet there's no reason why they shouldn't. But they they mm-hmm. have a sixth sense about them, and uh, I always uh, I always felt that the the reason why they had that was uh, you know five million years ago when uh, when the, they, they were the gatherers of fruits and nuts and with the kids, right? Uh, us guys would have to go out to, to beat up the saber tooth tiger. And so we gotta go out there and if you're gonna to have to fight a saber tooth tiger on a scale of one to ten on power and, and confidence you better be at a fourteen, right? And if right. you're out of the food chain. And so we've had millions of years of of passive guys being out of the food chain. That's why we're all excuse the word assholes, macho, and we've been bred like that. I mean, that's that's what survived. And the women, they're out there with the with the children and gathering fruits and nuts and stuff like that and Sabertooth Tiger doesn't want to mess with us macho dudes. He'd rather go eat the women and the kids. And so they all of a sudden, something didn't feel right. They gathered up the kids, moved them to the safety. And the ones that didn't, they're out of the they're out of the gene pool. Women, six cents. Got to believe it. Always follow your yeah. gut. <laughs>
0: wow,
1: you, you've brought up some some great points, and uh, I hope our you know listeners really. You know, listen to this episode and check out you know your website and and everything you have to offer because there's, I mean, we could do a whole other interview, um, and sit and talk to you because there, you know, I feel like there's so much more, you know, we can learn from you. Um, you did send us some, um, extra. Uh, self-defense tools, and um, Matt and I are you know wanting to to give this away in and, and contest, you know, with you know your approval. And uh, we're thinking. We talked about with you earlier about you know some of the ways to do it, and uh, you brought up uh, everyone submitting their most uh, unusual way that they've defended themselves. And uh, I think that'd be a great, great one to start off with. Well, the you know the alternative that popped up was uh, everybody has to make a weapon from from nothing. Essentially, run outside, right. right, and take yeah. pictures of the weapon and how they how they show it, and we give the prize to the one with the most. Simple, ingenious. Gee, I wish I'd thought of that kind of weapon, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'm having that feeling right now. We we just yeah. talked about it, but yeah, that's exactly right.
0: That'd be a good one.
1: Well, well, why don't why don't we go ahead and we run that as our next contest? Because because we, we do have uh, the contest ending tonight um, for the t shirt for the uh, twenty plus posts for our members area. Right. Um, so this is. Uh this is only gonna be open to our members, so anybody that's listening out there, um, come over to the website and uh uh become a member on in the members area and um what this is going to be is you know we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and set up a uh what do you think, Corey, a forum would probably be best. Um yeah, and then anyone familiar with posting pictures and everything on the forum. Yeah, maybe, and, maybe, maybe you know, make a weapon. Yeah. Yep, and it'll be, uh, make a weapon for them, and then, um, when we make that, you know, we'll, we'll talk it over with you, Peter, and, uh, we'll, we'll give everybody some time, uh, to think about it and manufacture, you know, their weapons, and, um, what we will do is, you know, whatever date we set, um, we will go ahead and, uh, we will, uh, Corey, myself, and, uh. You know the the big factor will be um, Peter. You will, uh, you know, we'll, we're going to love your input on on who should win, and uh, we will we will be sending out um, the the uh, defender one with the uh, starter DVD. Yep. Starter and, kit. Yep. Uh, yep. And we you know, we we have that in our possession, so uh, look for that extremely soon. Um, Corey and I, we've. We've got our, uh, our member contest to, uh, um, to pull off tomorrow. we got some, some manufacturing to do. And, uh, um, you know, for those of, for those of us that, uh, you know, are, are keeping up with the website and all our last contest, you know, we, we did something, you know, kind of out of the ordinary for, you know, you know, pick a name out of a hat. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, uh, yeah, you know, we're we're going above and beyond that and uh we're gonna we're gonna keep getting, you know, more and more extreme um with this. But I think for for this contest, um, you know, it'll it'll just be a vote um with uh, uh Corey Peter and myself and um uh we will we'll vote for the best one and then um you know, upon upon the winner we will, you know, get your get your information and uh. You bet. Send you out the the uh, defender one with the starter pack, so. And then I. I'm um, looking, trying to see if we can find a champion who wants to um, to actually become a certified instructor of the defender in your group, and I will donate all the materials and they can download them and and I'll even send them a tool as well if they don't own one already. Uh, so you might want wanting to think about uh, you know, homegrown. Defender certified defender instructor in your group, and that might be another contest. I don't know, or you can just uh, if somebody wants to jump up, and, and you guys think it's a good thing, then we can do it that way too. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, when me and Matt, when we received the uh, the first package, we were talking and we were, you know looking over at the website and everything, and and we had seen that, and Matt's like, "Man, i want to be an instructor." Yeah, <laughs> so it, yes, it, yes it, I, did mad I did say that. Did say that. Um, he's like, "How cool would that be? but going back to the uh contest real quick, um Matt and I will also uh have to be you know make our, our you know weapon our improvised weapon um but well, uh, we will not be you know eligible for the prize, of course, but uh we gotta put ours out there too matt we can we can't just yep. let all the uh, members have fun nope nope definitely, yeah. and uh I agree yeah. You know, I think there's going to be, you know, definite extra points for uh, those who can post a video on them using it as well. Um, you know, just having a picture of it, you know, that, that's great, but, you know, if we can see it in action, that's going to be really good, too. One of the Why don't we sweeten the pie a little bit, too, um, if whoever's going to participate in that and you know, make your own weapon... Uh, as soon as they post anything, why don't you send them uh, a link of the Simple Weapons Disarm, that's a $20 value of mine, uh, as a, a gift for participating uh, in the Make Your Weapon content. That sounds great. I'd ask them not to send it around to their friends because that's taking money out of my pocket. But uh, All right. <laughs> To enrich the group, it sounds like a fun thing to do. Well, that sounds great, Peter. We really appreciate it, and I'm, I'm sure our members and listeners appreciate that too. Now, this is only going to be open to members, and I think Corey, you can you can put a lock on that forum so only members can see that. So yeah, you can. would have to be a member to see that. So, and and uh, just to remind everybody, our membership is free. You just got to yeah. come to our website and and sign up. You know, we don't charge nothing for our membership. You know we're a community, and we want to share our information, you know, as we get it as much as we can. Um, so you know, don't think that you know it we're you know a paid membership site. You know, it, any of our members you know can come on and join for free. Um, but when you do check out our website, don't forget to jump over to our links page and go check out uh, Peter's website as well. And uh, you know, don't just wait to get a defender because there's multiple different models out there and you may see yeah. one you know that you may want more um or for different uses there's different uses different ways to carry it so uh jump over and check out everything that you know Peter has to offer on yeah the, um, and i mean they're very affordable too i mean you know we on the website there is actually um 83 free episodes of of martial arts instruction on on that website as well um on uh, a podcast section. And so that's completely free. I mean, there's 83 hours of instruction for free on just the kind of stuff you guys would like. How to fight with axes, you know, and, uh, defenders and all kinds of different stuff up there. It's a plethora of stuff. So that's all free. Well, Peter, thank you very much for your time tonight. I know it's, uh, it's getting late here, but, you know, you should be, uh, you should be ready to party. Out I'm about in California. Ready to you Ready <laughs> all right guys, so. hey thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you and uh, i appreciate you allowing me to to share stuff uh, with the preppers and uh and, and enrich the group. I appreciate well, that all. We I, appreciate your We time. appreciate everything you did and and this has uh been an honor for us to to have this uh conversation with you, that's for sure. All right guys, so I'll sign off and uh so if you want to do any more business, uh, I'm off the air. Thank you both very much. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good, good night. Take care, gentlemen.
0: So to everyone out there, go check out our website, from our website go to the links page, check out Peter's website, check out everything he has to offer. Um, you yeah, know, I really want to thank Peter for for doing the interview with us and hope to have uh, many more to come with him and uh with that I want to say, you know, to everyone, you need to think of all your your safety and security and both lethal and non-lethal, you know, uses and tools that you have on you Um in order for you to do the next part of what I'm about to say, which is stay alive, America, and all of our international friends.